And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senores y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast. It is season six, episode three. And as always, I'm your host, Robbie Gutierrez, at RobG1063 on Twitter. And you can find all of your new stat scores, information, everything you need for this NAI Ball season at NAI Ball on Twitter. So this is the last podcast for the regular season. Coming up next is going to be, uh, after this, it's going to be conference tournament previews. Then we're moving into opening round previews. Then the episode after that is World Series preview. Then the episode after that is we close the chapter on this season, a season that's been pretty tough on a lot of us, uh, especially here at NAI Ball. And while we look forward to the future and everything that can happen, we still are reminded that this is a very tough year for us. And uh, we're doing the best we can. And we thank you for sticking in there and working with us through what has ultimately been a pretty rough year. So... As we continue to move forward and look towards the future, we continue to press on. Season 6, Episode 3, right here, right now. What are we going to do? We're going to do a little bit of a Top 5 rundown. Now, before we get into it, that's not where the railing is going to come from today. I'm not going to uh, explode on the Top 25 rundown. I'm going to go over who the Top 25 teams are. At this point in the season, if you're a player, if you're a coach, what you need to know right now is that Top 25, when the final one comes out in another week or so, All of this is secondary. None of this matters. It's just a ranking. It's a secondary criteria. It's not important. It's not what is going to be. It's not going to be what decides your fate or your future. You need to be cognizant of that and keep an eye on that and keep that in mind as well. It's just a number at this point until they start to get it a little bit deeper into uh, what you've done. I think scheduling is going to be a play a heavy part. I've got an idea of where of where I think the opening round tournaments are going to be. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on on our end. Tomorrow, when this podcast comes out, I'm recording this at about 6.20 on a Wednesday. But tomorrow, when this podcast comes out, what I fully expect is uh, by that afternoon, we are going to be having our postseason call. Who's doing what? Who's going where? Who's covering what? Who's looking at what? I just had to move a vacation just in case the World Series goes to and if necessary now anything after that i'm just letting you know i'm on vacation hopefully there's no weather in lewiston which i know was asking like you know there to be no hurricanes during hurricane season it's just something that's inevitable but after the top 25 rundown we're going to talk about the gulf coast athletic conference tournament they get underway literally tomorrow on thursday and i'd like to talk about the continental we're going to do a little bit of that maybe that's where the railing will come from Then we're going to give you every single scenario from the Chicagoland Athletic Conference. That is the most insane conference uh, in in the nation. um, There's no way to put it. There's six teams within a game and a half of each other. And uh, there's an at-large, or excuse me, an automatic bid at stake for this conference to the regular season champion. So we're going to go over the scenarios for that. Games and series to watch. And then our big series of the week which was chosen by you at home, the fan, for what is the big series of the week. We gave you four options in that. And of those four options, there were some really good ones. But from the word go, from the word go, I mean from the word go, Dakota State at Bellevue led the way. And they end up winning with just short, two votes short of 1,700 total votes 
Dakota State at Bellevue gets 38% of the vote. William Carey Loyola finished in last with 15%. Uh, Weber International, Ave Maria finished in third with 21. And Morningside in Concordia, Nebraska finished in second with 26. So Dakota State at Bellevue is your final regular season big series of the week. We will talk more about those two teams here in a minute. So let's get this underway. Let's get this party started, and let's go over the top 25 rundown. It should be no surprise to anyone. The number one team in the nation continues to be Southeastern University. They are fantastic. They are continuing on, and uh, with a three-game lead in the Sun Conference, really that magic number down to one. Ave Maria would have to sweep Weber. Southeastern would have to go backwards. I just don't see it happening. So Southeastern likely going to be the regular season champion in the Sun Conference, which really it's a great accomplishment. It's really cool. It's something to be celebrated. Uh, it doesn't get you an automatic bid to the tournament. Only the tournament champion gets that. How the best conference in the nation from a baseball standpoint only gets one bid. We will go more over that insanity here in a minute. LSUS has already qualified. They're actually the only team in the nation to qualify at this point in the season. They win the regular season in the Red River Athletic Conference. They have punched their ticket, invited to the dance. I would be surprised if they didn't host there at Pilot Field in Shreveport, Louisiana. But LSUS number two, Tennessee Wesleyan for the 11th year in a row has won the Appalachian Athletic Conference regular season title and it is their 21st straight season of winning some sort of hardware in a conference tournament or regular season. Tennessee Wesleyan is the number three team in the nation. Georgia Gwinnett is number four. They have a few regular season games left before the uh, Continental Athletic Conference tournament, which we will talk more about here in a little bit. Bellevue is five. They are in our big series of the week. Hope International is sixth. Cumberland's Kentucky, seventh. Missouri Baptist, eight. Number nine is Mobile. Number 10 is Weber International. Number 11 is Westmont. Number 12 is William Carey. They have already won the regular season in the Southern States Athletic Conference, a conference overall that is having a just fantastic year. And one of its top programs, not having the greatest year, and some teams have really stepped up in that conference like William Carey and Mobile. Vanguard is number 13. Texas Wesleyan, number 14. Ben U. Mesa, 15th. Lewis Clark State at 16, Loyola 17, Ave Maria 18, Bryan is 19th, Central Methodist is 20th, Taylor 21st, 22nd is Kansas Wesleyan, 23rd is Cumberland, Tennessee. The number 24 team of the nation, and we told you on a podcast earlier this year, if it, was a, if it wasn't a podcast, then it was an, a Substack article on reentry rules. Concordia, Nebraska back in the top 25, and then USAO as well. So who's on the outside looking in? on this top 25 right now. Well, McPherson would be considered the 26th team. Reinhardt, the Masters, St. Thomas, Doan, Freed Hardeman, Arizona Christian, Mid-America Christian, uh, British Columbia, Point Park, Talladega, Kaiser, Midway, Oklahoma Wesleyan, Southwest Assemblies of God, and Columbia. A lot of different ways that this can go. So much of this. If you're an at-large team, please listen. Or, or you think you know you could be an at-large team. You don't want the Cinderella stories to happen. Those are bad for the at-large teams. What you want to be cheering for is for the teams who have already won their conference to, to get in. You want LSUS to qualify early and get in because no matter what, you don't want two, team, two random teams from the, uh, from the Red River and then you've got LSUS taking up a you know at-large bid. You want SCU to win that conference tournament or... Weber or Ave, the worst thing that could happen to you there is 
an outsider wins that conference tournament, somebody that nobody would really see coming. And then the next thing you you know is that that you know at large pool has shrunk by three, and instead of fifteen, there's only twelve remaining. Uh, so you want to root if you think that you could be an at large team. You want to root against the Cinderella story. It's not fun. Only uh, the only I, I lied when I said LSUS is the only team to punch their ticket. LCSC they have qualified uh, despite they will not win their conference. Uh, LCSC will host no matter what an opening round tournament in Lewiston, Idaho from. Harris Field for those teams receiving votes the next you know this final weekend of the regular season and going in to the conference tournament absolutely massive to have a good showing and to really play some good baseball and keep the committee uh, really interested in what you're doing the the you know some primary criteria going to be your bow chip it's also going to be your record versus top 25 all of those things are going to play into factors but the more you win the more you're in mind and the more that can happen to you uh, when you look at it and when they, you know, they're getting ready to get together here. Uh, some pieces of news really quickly before we move on from the top 25 rundown is it does look like the um, opening round sites will be announced on May 1st. So on May 1st, we can expect opening round sites. We've got some ideas on that. I don't know if I'm ready to go over all of that with you, but I do know that uh, opening round sites are available and up and running right now. Some of those places, why not? Let's get into it. Some of those places include Car Shield Field, which uh, would be hosted by the American Midwest, uh, Peoria Sports Complex for Arizona Christian, uh, Baker, Bellevue, Central Methodist, College of Idaho, Cornerstone, Cumberlands, Kentucky, Freed Hardeman, Georgia Gwinnett, Hope International, Huntington, Indiana Southeast, Indiana Wesleyan, Kansas Wesleyan, Loyola, LSU Shreveport, Macon Bacon, Mount Mercy, Northwestern, Oklahoma City, Reinhardt, Southeastern, St. Thomas, Tabor, Taylor, Vanguard, Visit Kingsport in the AAC, Weber International, Westmont, William Carey, and York all have approved and certified facilities to host opening round tournaments. Uh, we have an idea, at least I have an idea of who could host, and that is something that we will um, definitely talk about and take a look at. And, uh, you know, I'm not ready to give you a prediction right now. I'm, I'm trying to get some more information as we go along here, but I have an idea of, of who will be where and who will do what. So as we do that, let's go ahead and get into the GCAC Baseball tournament and what is happening there so that baseball tournament has started by the time that this podcast comes out and those games will start with Wiley taking on Oakwood Oakwood without a win this season Wiley with uh several of them 20 plus on the year and then Philander Smith taking on Tougaloo the number one seed overall in that tournament was Russ they won the regular season title and the number two seed is Dillard out of Louisiana as well so, the GCAC Baseball Tournament is happening, and it's going on right now. Rust and Dillard are the 1-2, Wiley the 3, Philander Smith the 4, Tougaloo the 5, and Oakwood the 6. Uh, Wiley's got an arm that is, that is super capable of, of getting them a win against a lot of teams in the nation. You'd be surprised. Wiley just went toe-to-toe with Tarleton State uh, in a midweek game. It was an 8-6 final. I like Wiley here. I don't know why. I just something keeps telling me Wiley, Wiley, Wiley. 
but I would not be surprised if Rust or Dillard goes ahead and pulls this out. The GCAC is in their first conference uh, tournament since 2017. So we're excited that they have baseball back. This is a one-bid conference. Um, something tells me Wiley. I'm going to take the outside chance and go with Wiley as my pick. And since I'm the only one on this podcast, there is no Connor, no Taylor, uh, you know, to, to give an opinion. And I didn't ask them ahead of time. I'm going to go ahead and take Wiley as my outside shot winner to win this conference tournament. Moving on, let's take a look at the C, uh, CAC tournament. The Continental Athletic Conference tournament will take place next week, but its bracket has already come out. And the teams in that one, in a conference of uh, what the league lists as 12 teams, that conference is only going to invite four to the conference tournament. And two teams from this conference will receive an automatic bid to the opening round tournament. That will start with GGC, who is 40 and 5, will take on the fourth seeded Iowa Wesleyan, who is 16 and 18. And then number two, Fisher, is 24 and 18 versus number three, Florida National, the three seed there at 13 and 15. 50% of this conference will receive a bid to the national tournament. So, Here's my issue with that is, um, realistically, it's 11 teams, okay? Uh, Penn State, uh, and I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, but Penn State, show you kill, has logged zero NAI games this season. They have they have not played one. They don't have a single game listed onto uh, Presto, at least. Morris College and Arkansas Baptist each played less than 14 games this year. They did not commit to a, a, a full season. They they did not decide to, you know, they're not in the tournament. They played 14 games. Uh, there's two winning records in the whole conference. It, it's, it's not pretty. But my issue is, is that four teams were invited to this. And yet the whole conference doesn't play. Now, obviously, my the thought is, well, the CAC gets the same treatment as, for every single sport gets treated the same way. They're a conference. And so they, they do all that. Now, my question is, is in the other sports, are the other schools in the CAC putting together full seasons? Obviously, IUPUC is not eligible for postseason play this year. It's their first year in the NAI. They're, they're not eligible for postseason play, so they don't count. Penn State, show you kill counts, apparently. And they did not uh, do anything on Presto. They did not log any games. And when I would look them up, they were playing a lot of junior colleges. Uh, the other question I would have is that, uh, what do you do? You know, how do you count, go about counting Morris and, you know, uh, go Arkansas Baptist who played less than, than 15 games this year, 14 and nine, or excuse me, 10 respectively. Uh, it's, it's really a tough one. And then to see that you're, you're stealing a bid from someone is something that's nothing against Fisher. And I get it. Fisher's in Massachusetts. They went one and 13 against NAI competition this year. Um, uh, it's it's hard for them to get games. They're they're playing I think Northern Vermont Linden again today, uh, for at least the fourth time this year. So I get it. They're way out there. It's tough for them. Uh, Florida National only played I want to say twenty eight games. Uh, Iowa Wesleyan man, they're they're in the middle of a a really tough stretch where you know their school is being closed out and and that's that's as somebody who's gone through that that's in, incredibly hard. 
But at the end of the day, you know, the Continental Athletic Conference, I don't know what they look like for other sports. I know that they're competitive in basketball. I know like Washington Ad- Adventists uh, beat Howard just a few years ago, uh, Division One basketball team. So I know in, in basketball, they have a lot more programs. They're, they're competitive. Uh, it's just for this one, it's kind of weird. It's like the GGC Invitational. And you know Georgia Gwinnett's going to take one of those bids. And then who's the other one? And real, really, I mean, if, if we're not going to commit, if the conference isn't playing, I don't know how all this works. I'm not going to pretend to know. But the conference isn't playing full full strength. There is really no set schedule to play CAC teams. Some teams do it. Some teams don't. It's all over the place. And really, I think what this comes down to is, is I guess the league would say, you know, and just guessing here, they're going to say, well, it's the same for every other sport. Why would we change it? I think that really needs to fall on your leadership and your BCA, uh, you know, and you coaches. Some of the coaches discovering today that the CAC is is a two-bid league. Where have you been for the last couple of years? You know, I'm glad you're paying attention, but where have you been for the last couple of years? Because this was a huge talking point of for Cody and I. And Cody's the, the biggest diehard GGC guy uh, I've ever met in my life. And even he's like, yeah, man, this this isn't this isn't a thing. Um, now, granted, there's examples where GGC has not won the conference before, but, you know, this is a team that's in. So if you're uh, a, a fringe team and you think that you might need to rep- rely on an at-large bid, again, you're rooting for GGC and somebody else. You don't need two slip-ups. I don't think GGC would give two slip-ups. I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction early because I, I this is not something I want to focus on next week. Uh, just give me GGC and... Uh, I'm probably going to roll with Fisher as well to be the other team to qualify out of that conference. Taking a look at the Chicago land and their scenario. Um, six teams within one and a half games of each other. Here's this weekend's matchup. St. Francis versus Olivet Nazarene. A single game at St. Francis on Friday. Doubleheader at Olivet Nazarene on Saturday. St. Xavier Trinity Christian. Single game at St. Xavier on Friday. Doubleheader at Trinity Christian on Saturday. Uh, St. Ambrose versus Trinity International, single game at St. Ambrose on Friday, doubleheader at Trinity International on Saturday. And then Indiana South Bend versus Roosevelt. It's a single game at Roosevelt on Friday and a doubleheader at IU South Bend on Saturday. Here are the scenarios for the CCAC. St. Francis holds the advantage over St. Ambrose if things end in a tie between the two teams. St. Xavier holds the advantage over St. Francis if things end in a tie between these two teams. St. Xavier and St. Ambrose have split their two games. St. Francis holds the advantage over Trinity Christian if things ended a tie between those two teams. Saint, uh, Trinity Christian holds the advantage over St. Ambrose should that end in a tie between them. St. Ambrose holds the advantage over Olivet Nazarene if they end in a tie. St. Xavier holds the advantage over Olivet Nazarene if they end in a tie. Olivet Nazarene holds the advantage over Trinity Christian if they end in a tie. Indiana South Bend holds the advantage over Olivet Nazarene if they end in a tie. St. Francis holds the advantage over IU South Bend if they end in a tie. And St. Xavier holds the advantage over IU South Bend should they end in a tie. St. Ambrose, back to the Bs, holds the advantage over IU South Bend if things end in a tie. And then IU South Bend holds the advantage over Trinity Christian. The CCAC is madness. It's what something that you need to be paying attention to. And that's why in games and series to watch any CCAC matchup this weekend, I think you should check it out. Uh, also, give some love to the to the GCAC, the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference Tournament. 
I think it's something you need to watch. Morningside versus Concordia. Why that matchup is massive? Well, they're both still in play for the automatic bid. I think Doan is going to have something to say about that. But they're both still in play for the regular season automatic bid. The biggest thing in that conference, though, is that second bid does not go to the to the to just the runner-up of that tournament. You have to win that tournament. You cannot get into that tournament and lose the championship and still be considered the second bid uh, by being the runner-up. No, you need to uh, absolutely win that tournament. And the second place team gets a major advantage by saying, hey, if you or the first place team wins this tournament, you're in. Uh, so, you know, the, the advantage is, is pretty good there. If you are Morningside or Concordia, Nebraska, in being that second place team in the GPAC. Texas Wesleyan and Mid-America Christian in a massive battle out in the Sooner Athletic Conference. That's going to be an interesting one to watch there. Ave Maria and Weber International in two top 25 uh, matchups, two teams in top 25 matchups. What they are playing for there is really resume building wins and being able to, to hold a competitive edge over each other. The same goes for Loyola versus William Carey. And then the Mid-South opening round, uh, some of the games started today. I, I think Georgetown and Campbellsville started today. There's going to be other matchups that you need to watch as those series for a lot of those teams are do or die on the season. And last but not least, it is time for our big series of the week. Brought to you by our friends over at 643 Charts. They are moving into the NAI sphere here over at 643 Charts. They are massive and doing great things at this level as they have been. They're working with ESPN. They're working with uh, a lot of Division One programs and they are moving into the NAI level and you can prep for postseason play just by going to 643 charts and get 643 charts for the rest of the 2023 season for free that's right for free over at 643 charts on twitter you can check them out and find them there their free trial of their plus package to all nai teams it's the easiest way to get in-depth insight into both your own team and your opponents. 643 Charts on Twitter. Give them a follow. Check them out. Support the people who support this show. That's 643 Charts on Twitter. And you can also find them over at their website, 643charts.com. That's 643 Charts. So the big series of the week is a massive one. We let you at home decide, and you decided that it was going to be Dakota State versus number five Bellevue. Dakota State is 33 and 13, 23 and 1 in the NSAA, and Bellevue is 38 and 7, 22 and 2 in the NSAA. Now, before you start, Robbie, this isn't a winner take all at large, you know, uh, uh, automatic bid, you know, tournament or spot. Well, here's what it's for. Dakota State holds a one-game lead over Bellevue going into this final weekend, knowing that if they take the series, they win the conference. And yes, yes, it, it does not give them anything. It just makes them the number one seed. It gives them an opportunity to say they are the regular season champions. It's something to celebrate and, and be grateful for. But what it does is it turns heads for Dakota State. It turns heads in saying, look at what they did. 
if they could win this series. Either way, this series is massive for them because they are in front of Bellevue. And if you would have come to me at the beginning of the season and told me, hey, in the last week of the year, Bellevue needs to win two or three games to win the conference, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have told you you're probably wrong. Bellevue's going to run away with this conference. But yet here we are. Now, that's not to say Bellevue's had a bad season. Dwayne Monlux and the Bruins are freaking rolling. They're the number five team in the nation. I've got them in 10 to Lewiston every time I put it out there. I think they're absolutely fantastic. They're 22-2 and two in conference. But Dakota State is 23-1, and one and they've been fantastic. At one point in the season, the Trojans had the longest win streak in the nation. It's been really fun to watch. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look into the series a little bit here. History is on the side of Bellevue. Bellevue leads the all-time series 3-26-3. That's right. Dakota State is 3-26 against Bellevue. But... Two of those three wins have happened in the last two years, 2022, 2021, the other one in 2012. These two teams met for the conference championship game last year. It was a one nothing Bellevue thriller. This series will go Friday, Saturday, doubleheader. And here's what Dakota State brings to the table, because I know not a lot of you have been paying attention to their season. Honestly, to me, they are the surprise team in the nation. If they can get into the tournament and, and win a game or so, if they can get into the tournament. It's going to be tough, but if they can get into the tournament, you're, you're looking at, at some accolades uh, for that coaching staff because that is something that, that's fantastic in what they've done. This is a team that's hitting 318 average. They've got a 281 team ERA. Walter Holkren is hitting 411 with 67 hits, 50 runs, 21 doubles, 9 home runs, and 36 RBIs. Mason Macaluso is hitting 338 with 52 hits, 34 runs, 14 doubles, 11 home runs, and 54 RBIs. As we get into their pitching now, guys, your coach only told me your name six times, so if I get these wrong, I'm sorry. Starting pitcher Grant Savaculis is 6-1 with two complete games, 61 and a third innings pitch, 66 Ks, and a 176 ERA. And then Sam Turpa, is 8-0 with four complete games, 60 and two-thirds innings pitch, 83 strikeouts, and a 208 ERA. They have been fantastic, and I apologize if I've got your name wrong there. I, I only went over it with your coach like eight times. Bellevue, the Bruins, the number five team in the nation. They are hitting 353 as a team average. They have a team ERA of 415. Kanta Kobayashi is hitting 398 with 68 hits, 59 runs, 13 doubles, 3 home runs, and 34 RBIs, 12 stolen bases. Jake Lacey hitting 358 with 59 hits, 45 runs, 14 doubles, 11 home runs, 62 RBIs. Blake Crippen is 8-2 and and 68 and third innings pitch, 57 strikeouts and a 3.56 ERA. And Dustin Shorey, who has started games as of late, is 43 innings pitch, 6-0 record, 4 complete games, 56 punchouts, and a 167 ERA. Logic here, logic tells you Bellevue. Baseball, though, is not always logical. Baseball's weird. The ball bounces different directions. It, it has weird things happen to it. Baseball's a tough one. Dakota State, if they can go into this not overhyped, stay level-headed, and know that they just need to play some really good baseball because that's what Bellevue's done all year. They have an opportunity. History and the overall 
tells you that they shouldn't have an opportunity, but yet here we are, one game ahead of Bellevue, headed into the final weekend. And really, what is a series that is going to be just something that can put Dakota State on the the must-watch list going forward, something that you could really do to have to watch them moving forward. And I I definitely think that that it could be a a big one. And there's a reason why I'm glad that this was chosen for Big Series of the Week by y'all at home. You chose this series. It is our Big Series of the Week. So I have been talking for way too long all by myself. That'll do it for us this week. The next time you talk to me, it will be me, Connor Darnell, and Taylor Thomas on a podcast with you talking about the preseason or excuse me the postseason the conference tournaments i've been talking too long starting to get delusional so folks i will let you go please 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 continue uh to pray for cody and you know the butler family they're incredible people and i want to thank mickey and melissa a ton uh for everything that that you know they've they've done in in making me feel welcome to the family in every sense of the word. And I wish I could have been in Atlanta with y'all um, to really celebrate the life of and, and what your son meant to so many and including myself. And we look forward to continuing to have each and every one of you who listen to this podcast on a weekly basis continue to be a part of our family. And while I may not do the podcast anymore after this season as the host, I'm not done being on it. You're not done hearing of me. You're not done hearing from me. And you're still going to have to read the newsletter. So if you're not uh, subscribed to reentry rules, then, uh, you know, you need to do that or I hate you. So that'll do it for us. Talking way too long again. Have a great week and an even better tomorrow. The next time we talk, it's that special time of the year. It's the postseason. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a great day and even better tomorrow.